This is Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Hey, Joe. Hi, Fiona. You're going to introduce an interesting subject. Interesting. I want to talk about what is prayer. I think, you know, I could answer what that is to various religions, what they might think prayer is, but actually, what is prayer? Well, I wonder how... I haven't really researched this, but every single religion has prayer in some form or other, because in Islam, prayer is, you know, is different, very different, but very similar to to the Jewish way, to the Christian way, to the Zoroaster. I mean, they're all very similar in that it's all about a connection to the infinite, mm-hmm. right? They just do it in different ways, in different forms, and sometimes people think theirs is the only way, but there are thousands of ways to connect with the infinite. So, I cast my mind back to the ancient ones. Before organized religion, and sort of in my travels uh, during the night, um, sometimes I like to go back to the very early, early days. And... Prayer, as far back as I can go, is prayer involved the stars, it involved the sun, it involved the moon and whatever they could recognize as planets, and uh, their continuation. So if they wanted good plants, good planting, good uh, harvests, if they were um, in a planting civilization, they would really honor, honor uh, what they felt was bringing that. And the sun plays such a huge, important part of that. And so if I, I sometimes, you know, think back and have little travels and I see, oh, that they did, they spilled the blood in ancient times to the sun, God. I, I think, I really think that they, from what I've read about the ancient civilizations, the very early civilizations didn't spill blood. Yes, I know, they didn't. It was just the connection was so strong that to the they could connect easily to the infinite, so they did their ceremonies yes. and things, but they didn't need to spill the blood. It seems to me that... Um, the, that was offering. That's where I was going with this. Because they were disconnected, so yes. disconnected. This is where I was going with it. So it began to... Uh, they made offerings, and that was their form of prayer, is here, take this child that we... Kill and offer freeze to you. Freeze this child on the top of the mountain. Oh, freeze this child her. on the top of the mountain, um, giving her certain seeds to, so she slows down and will pass painlessly, etc. To appease, to beg for, to appease, or, or to, to pray connect. For. So that this purity was there, and the people could connect with the purity, but they they miss it just like 
when we try to search it through sex, drugs, and rock and roll, we, we can connect with the infinite through all of those things. But what we do is so often we miss the point in that we don't need any of those things to, to make that connection. Yeah. Well, it's been very interesting um, going through this about just being interested in and uh, observing and watching how people do this, and especially now where um, we have such a, a strong um, Christian right that equals the jihad in the, the Middle East, which is full of hatred. And that's... It totally misses the point. It totally misses the point, but we have it in this country here in North America. They have it there. Um, and it's full of uh, judgment and condemnation and, and hatred and total disconnection, yeah. which is not what I believe prayer ever was in the very beginning. No, and not true prayer now. True prayer is not, is, is again, it's all about, that's why we people put their hands together, because when we put our hands together, we connect our whole energy system of the body. And if we do that, I think they do this in healing systems, they do this in prayer, it connects us and it's easier to reach that connecting point. And so it's, it's all about how can we connect with that exquisite piece of us the infinite, the God part of us. The closest I have got to it in my sort of anthropological, uh, and you know, searches is the Bushmen of the Sahara. No, they're not in the Sahara. What am I saying? The the, they're close. They're yeah, not the they're, southern. They're down southern. Southern. Yes. Yeah, they're yeah, southern. Because my dad spent some yeah. time with them. They are amazing people. And they are so uh, still attached, still the, the, like the original people. They, it's almost like they don't need to do anything. They call the San, S A N, the San people. They, they don't need to do anything no. because to make the connection because they live the connection. It was. A, so, sorry, you go so ahead. I was going to say. So, look, looking at their bodies, they're little. Um, they, in order, since they live in the desert, in order to store water, it's stored in their back backsides. And they get these enormous backsides when they're storing, you know, water. And I can see it through the world today that people, which people have been descended from the, the Sam Bushman. Mm. Um, but they also, they knew how to work with the animals around them about how to get honey. You need three, you need the Bushman, you need the honey badger, and you need the bee. And all three of them together uh, get the honey for ev everything that they need. Every place they camp for the night is named, and it's like a it's like a story that goes through thousands of years of generation. Oh, the night the lion sang. Let's go back to the place where the lion sang. They gather around their 
fire at night. They make a fire at night and they all look up at the stars and they sing to the stars. The stars are their ancestors. They tell the stars what they need, what they're looking for. That's their prayers. And they live so perfectly within nature without massive destruction of anything. It is just so beautiful. And I believe they're also welcoming because I know my dad spent a little time oh, with yes. them. So it wasn't like, well, we're different. We know this. You don't know this. This, so Therefore, he was like an all-inclusive oh, yes. welcoming. I don't know how he got to spend time with them, but he was very much like that himself in, in some ways. So I think that we have to say to ourselves, what is prayer for me? If we're using prayer, it's a wonderful thing. And it's to, it's to connect us to the God part of us, the infinite part of us. And, and it's wonderful to spend, a, it's, it's a meditation, really. It's wonderful for us to spend a little time in the morning making that connection, whether it's through our prayers or meditation or walking in the garden or just totally being with the shower. I think that... Um, Prayer can be an incredible thing, mm -hmm. as long as it doesn't, uh, you know, as long as it doesn't um, twist into "I'm better than you are." It can. It, the truth of prayer in in every form that is connected to the one is full of compassion and joy. It's not anger and hatred and um, condemnation and judgment, not at all. Um, it's a lovely way. I mean, you talk about getting the shower in the morning. I love to take a shower in the morning and uh, tell myself what a wonderful day it's going to be. And this is what this is what it's going to happen today. This is the joy I want to feel today. That is so lovely. I do think, and I just looked up for a second, prayer has been something people have used since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. When they began, like the Bushmen, I just break here and take a little story. I've always given thanks much of the time when I take something from the earth, when I pick a flower, yes. when I when I do that, and, and uh, thanks or a little little gift back to the earth and I remember I was talking to a student in Australia and uh, she, we, we'd we been working with this she and I and her daughter ran over and picked a wildflower and she said oh you've got to give something back and at the same time I was so aware that that child was so in union mm -hmm. with the earth and with that flower she didn't need to because it was one it was the flower picking itself Oh, there how was beautiful. Just, so a complete union. Mm -hmm. And I said, actually, she doesn't need to at this point. It's a lovely thing to remind her as she gets older. But at this moment, she, there is no separation between her and the flower. And I think with the Bushman, mm -hmm. it is the same and thing. The Whereas same. as we got to think more and more, as we got to be more, more governed by our, uh, our logical brain, we lost that ability to make the connection and to be one with everything. Because I think that um, if we look at the, the cultures as they went, I think with the Temple of the Sun, for example, in Mexico, which is a magnificent temple, it's very, very powerful. And it is very ancient. And at the same time, more recently, they've got bones. They killed people in rituals, rituals and then put them in the steps as they as they went up but it wasn't what the original 
structure was for. It came afterwards when they began to forget how to make that connection. So they had to have, in, in the moment of death, there's a spark of life that's released. And as they did that, they could make this connection and make things happen. And uh, so they, they looked for that because they lost it. And I think we have to be aware that if we make a little connection with the infinite every day or with the God part of us in prayer or meditation, that is, I think, mm. the most beautiful form of prayer. I was taught by my Lakota family in the early days is that when we go pick something, like we used to pick uh, sage a lot for our ceremonies, um, or choke cherries or for ceremonies, uh, we would always offer tobacco. And so the tobacco was offered first because tobacco was thought to be sacred to our ancestors. They really missed their tobacco. So uh, we would make an offer of tobacco. So I always carry a little bit of tobacco with me. And um, I've had the most amazing experiences just driving up to the upper valley here in Ojai one day. And there's a motorcycle guy behind me. And I noticed as I'm driving that this beautiful feather just came out of the sky and fell across my car to the side of the road. So I pulled over. And he pulled over to see what I was going to do. And I got my tobacco pouch, and I went over there, and I said, what a beautiful gift. I offer this tobacco for this gift that came from the sky, um, from the winged one. And I always believe that helps so much my connection to the animals, my connection to the earth, is to always offer something before I take something. And it can, I think that is also why sometimes it began, food began with a little prayer. Mm -hmm. Thank you for this food. Thank you for the people who made this food. Thank you for the people who handled it. it it's, it's, a, it's a gift before we eat. Yeah. And most of, many of us forget a lot of the time, but I think it's such a lovely thing to do. It really is. I love doing that. And I also love in, with my Lakota family before we eat, we take a plate and put a little bit of everything on the plate that is there to eat and take it outside and offer it to the ancestor. We have an ancestor plate so that we remember our connection to those who went before us, you know. And of course, it's the animals who love, they wait for the ancestor plate because that's what they, what they eat. But yeah, it's very, very important, I think, you know. And the, the prayers, I love to... Uh, if a meal is put in front of me and I look at it and I can see it really with the most beautiful salad in front of me and I think of who planted it, how it grew, who picked it, who cleaned it, who carried it, who, who put it together so I could eat it. And I give a thank you and a blessing to all of that. And I think that's so healing. Very healing, and we can say to ourselves, we can. A lot of people have very negative connotations about prayer if they're not uh, religious in any form. But prayer is simply a connection, and so is putting the hands together. And so, or hands um, over the heart, hands over the heart is wonderful too. So, uh, it's actually living a life of gratitude. Mm -hmm. So we might want to think today, can I have a day or a week of gratitude when I live in prayer, in a sense, that I, as I walk, I say, thank you, feet. 
-hmm. What a wonderful thing to have feet. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, those of us have done a lot of camping. It's wonderful to be walk to be able to walk with our feet on the earth, and at the mm -hmm. same time, it's kind of nice to walk on a straight surface too. So we want to appreciate. Thank you for these incredible roads we have around us here. That in Kenya when I was there, there were such huge holes in the road. It's many years ago uh, that you know it was like they were avoiding them. It was like a, a like a bumper car ride. I remember. I remember. <laughs> But I also think that's what uh, that brought me to another idea of if we don't remember during the day what we're thankful for, if we can, when we go to bed at night, try to remember one thing that happened, at least one thing in the day that you're thankful for and go to sleep on that that's fantastic because you're you're it's it's like uh, my qigong master master Honolulu said when people are dying if they die with 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 a kind of with um long slow breaths and with gratitude in their minds they die more easily mm. and they die they when they if you believe in this that when they move through they move to a higher level mm -hmm. so what we can do at the end of the day is either put our hands together it doesn't have to be in a prayer you can link your fingers you can put your hand on the heart and before you go to bed that old thing of a prayer before you get into bed is actually a good idea in a way because you just say I really appreciate today and these are the things that I I'm thankful for about today and uh, just go through for a thing because it lifts your energy yeah. before you go to bed and, and not rote you know I've, I've heard people do I've heard relatives do rote prayers because they think they should do prayers if they're heartfelt they're, they're powerful oh yes pray from the heart always because that's what it is it's your connection so it doesn't have to be I wrote at all because when we do the rote, it, 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 uh, for children, I think, who are still aware, it disconnects them. I remember when my son was very little and we were doing the rote prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I can imagine with Luke, he was so smart that he, just, he would come up with some very interesting yeah, yeah, things. No, and you get to the part where... If I die before I wake, and he immediately said, Mom, are there swimming pools in heaven? <laughs> <That's so cute. laughs> How do I get out of that one? Anyway, I said, well, dear. So I think that was the last time we did a rote prayer. <laughs> Any more about prayers before we No, finish? I just want us to remember what prayer really is, is a connection to to the one, our souls connecting to the one. And it is so important, as we were saying, to take time every day to do that, though. Mm. To, like, build, that's why I think it's actually wonderful, prayer in the morning and a prayer at night. But you don't have to call them that. You can say a connection if you don't like the word prayer. If it is your thing, it's wonderful, too. But connecting to that energy, I think, is such an incredible gift twice a day, at least twice a day. I'm doing it all the time now. That is <laughs> That's why it's easier. Pandemic, <laughs> I want to keep my joy. Yeah, that's so powerful. Well, this uh, you've been listening to Fiona and Jill on Earth Tribe Radio, www.earthtriberadio.com. Your home on planet Earth. <laughs>